Hello and welcome to another episode of The Good Vanilla, a Barefoot Contessa podcast where the chicken stock is homemade, store-bought is just fine, and the vanilla is always good. I am your host, Nick Chanov, and happy holidays to one and all. I am recording this episode like exactly a week before Christmas Day, so I didn't have to stress about recording an episode while I'm sort of like, you know, on Christmas break, if you will, uh, in New Hampshire, which is where I will be by the time that this episode drops. I'm super excited. Every year we, every other year, I guess, we rotate. I feel like I've mentioned this on the pod before, but, um, you know, one year we spend in Christmas, excuse me, in Pittsburgh for Christmas with my family, and then the next year we go to New Hampshire uh, to spend Christmas with Keon's family, and this is a New Hampshire year, and um, as of today, they're calling for like 6 to 12 inches of snow in New Hampshire, so I am a happy boy because there really isn't anything better than a white Christmas, I guess, is there? I don't know, it's like a shot of, I don't know, nostalgia and serotonin at the same time, especially if they're, especially if you don't have anywhere to go. That's the best way to experience. Like, when I say that I love winter, I'm really just saying, like, I love winter inside my house. Like, I don't want, I don't like cold weather. I like looking out the window when it's snowing with, like, a a cup of hot cocoa. You know what I mean? Um, anyway, and, um, and we're celebrating this week. It's, uh, to celebrate the holiday season, I decided to do an extended episode this week. This is, um, this is like a 42-minute episode or maybe 44-minute episode. At least that's what it says on Discovery+. Plus. Um, as opposed to like the 22-minute episodes that I cover on a regular week. So buckle up and snuggle up, I guess. Grab something sweet, maybe a, uh, you know, a cookie, maybe a cup of coffee or tea. Oh, I did want to mention too, because I just posted this on the Instagram. And granted, this is all old news now because it, I'm dropping this, like I said, a week later than when I'm actually recording it. But Keon got me, I guess they're maybe not, I'm like getting ahead of myself. He bought me um, one of those, the Starbucks has like a series of mugs um, that just like highlights a city or a town, I guess. And uh, he got me a Hamptons mug, um, the Starbucks line, which I guess, I don't know if they make them anymore because I posted a picture on Facebook and one of um, a friend I used to work with at Barnes and Noble, he said, uh, I didn't know they were still making them. So I don't know, maybe it's a collector's item, but I'm glad that Keon got it just in time. He had to get it on eBay. He didn't get it off like the Starbucks website. He actually said he bid on one and then he lost out to one at the last second for like by like 50 cents or something. And then he just went to the, you know, buy as is section and just like bought it. So thank you, Keon, for that. And, um, I'm excited to drink out of it, and I love... It It really does look like Ina's house on the mug, um, so if you're interested in that, I posted it on Facebook as well, uh, in the Good Vanilla Facebook group, and I posted it on Instagram as well, so check it out. It's glorious. Okay, um, I guess we should get into this. We have a lot to cover. So this is Season 10, Episode 8, Back to Basics, A Barefoot Holiday. So the episode begins with like some, you know, some light holiday music in the background as Ina does her opening. So she says, I'm Ina Garden, and this is a Barefoot Contessa holiday. It's the week before Christmas, and Jeffrey and I are going to visit Barbara and Bobby Lieberman at their farm in the Berkshires. 
were starting the holiday with a fabulous fireside picnic in their kitchen. Then there are adventures for Jeffrey and me. I'm learning how to make holiday French toast, and Jeffrey's off to make fresh pasta that we can cook for dinner. This is going to be fun. We have, oh no, we're having incredible peppermint hot chocolate and lots of treats at the Lieberman's cabin in the snowy woods. Then, while our host mixes his delicious Tigroni cocktails, yes, I said Tigroni, I'm whipping up a fabulous fettuccine with white truffle butter using Jeffrey's own fresh pasta. Then, fast forward to Christmas Eve, Bobby and Barbara are coming for a lunch that I'm making using ingredients from the Berkshires. Let the holidays begin! <laughs> that was a long one. I was like sweating during that. Um, and for some reason, I'm really having a lot of trouble saying Bobby and Barbara. Bobby and Barbara Lieberman. Try saying that five times fast. Um, so this is an action-packed episode. So let's get into it. We begin in Ina's kitchen. Uh, she's sautéing some onions while she tells us about the picnic in the Lieberman's kitchen that they're having later that evening. And by picnic, it's not a picnic. I think it's just like... I guess it's like picnic food, but like winter picnic food. It's like cheese and ham. So, you know, we'll get into it. But she's making a soup. Um, and she tells us she's going to stop on the way up to get some cheeses and ham for the board that they're making. But for now, the soup that she's making is pea and fennel soup um, with lots with lots of croutons, she says, which I love. Um, so she melted some butter and is sauteing the fennel and onions and then she adds a quart of good chicken stock. Of course, it is the holidays after all. And then she brings that to a boil and then adds the peas. And she says, you could use fresh peas, but they're really only in season for like a minute and a half. I don't even know where you get fresh peas. I've never even seen them. Are they still in the pod? I don't know. But I mean, this is one of Ina's frozen vegetables, like one of the three or four that she uses that's like sort of approved. So... Um, we'll go for it. I think she uses like bird's eye peas as well too, which is, um, which is great. So next, Ina shows us how to make sourdough croutons, which is, I mean, it's pretty simple. I mean, you just cut up the bread into cubes and then saute them in two tablespoons of olive oil until they're kind of brown and finish them off with salt and pepper. Wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. It's pretty easy. So next we're back. Where are we here? We're back to the pea and fennel soup. She adds some salt and pepper and then tells us that she's going to blend the soup with a stick blender. And it just made me, <laughs> it made me confused me. Is there some reason why Ina can't say immersion blender? I don't know. I've never heard her say stick blender in my life. I don't know why she went with that, but uh, here we are. So she blends the soup with the stick blender, and it's this beautiful, like, vibrant shade of green because of the peas. It looks great. And at the very end, she adds a healthy dollop of creme fraiche, uh, and that's pretty much it. She says she's going to pack it up, and then it's off to the Berkshires. I say Berkshires. The whole episode, she says Berkshires, and I don't know. It's like tomato, tomato. Everyone knows what the Berkshires are. I, th I instantly think of, like, the Real Housewives of New York forever because of the Berkshire episodes. But, um, and then she said, as she's packing it up, she says, let's get the holiday started already. And then we cut to Barbara, Barbara Lieberman in the Berkshires. And I've talked about Barbara before. I think she's a great gal. I don't, I mean, obviously I don't know her personally, but I just, I think I've said this on the pod before. I just feel like she would call a manager if she wasn't able to use an expired coupon. You know what I mean? I don't know. She's kind of waspy. 
you know, I mean, everyone's waspy in the Barefoot Contessa universe, but um, I don't know why I have like a wall up against Barbara. I'm sure she's a lovely gal. But anyway, she's putting together some flowers and tells us that she wants to keep it simple, but really festive. The house is beautiful, by the way. Oh, my Lord. I would kill to spend Christmas in this house. Um, she hangs up like a beautiful pine cone wreath, which sounds like, you know, pine cone wreaths, you know, might not be, it's a classy one. It's like the good pine cone wreath, if that makes sense. And then she just kind of like, you know, looks at the camera and says, I think we're ready for tonight. She's really good on camera. I will give that to Barbara. I think like next to TR, she's one of the most like natural and just like really comfy on camera, uh, like supporting characters of the Barefoot Contessa sphere um so we're back in east hampton ina has packed up the car and is off to the berkshires she's driving separately jeffrey's gonna meet her later uh, but she has one more stop to go and uh then we cut to her actually in i don't know if it's actually in the berkshires but she gets out of the car and she shouts i'm here <laughs> it was like really wild so she's walking into it's called rubiner's cheese shop in great barrington so i'm assuming I don't know. It's She said it's a four-hour drive, so I don't know if it's on the way. I don't know where this is, but it's in Great Barrington. Uh, so she says, I've been coming here since I was a kid. And she walks in and she says hello to Matt, who is behind the counter. And she tells him that she needs three cheeses and some ham. Uh, a soft, a hard, and a blue, which I feel is like the holy trinity of any sort of, you know, cheese plate worth worth its grain worth its salt is what I'm, I'm trying to say here um and matt suggests the first cheese that he suggests is maggie's round from cricket creek farm i had to really like think about how to say cricket creek farm he says it's firm and it has a crystalline texture like a parmigiano but it still has a fudgy give and i love fudgy give if anything has a fudgy give i am in I feel like that's a perfect description of my body after the holidays. He has a fudgy give. That's like, yeah, that's like where I'm at. But I, I'm into that. I think that that's great. Um, for the soft cheese, Matt recommends a fresh local chev from Monterey, which is the next town over. And then he, for the blue cheese, he suggests a Hilltown Blue from Grace Hill Farm. He says it's a little like Stilton and... I mean, we all know how I feel about blue cheese. I don't know. So I'm just going to move on. So she takes, uh, she also gets some grapes, some fig balls, baked fig balls, which we'll get into later because I had no idea these existed and I want like three of them. Um, no, so next she's ordering the ham. She points to a ham like in the, like the case and asks if it's a baked Virginia ham. But Matt tells us it's a New Hampshire Applewood smoked ham, which sounds... I mean, both of them sound great, but uh, she says that she will order five thick slices for her cheese platter. So while Matt's cutting that up, Ina picks up a can of English honey mustard. Um, I think it's English mustard with honey, I think, which I mean, I I spoke about that English mustard that I had like a month or two ago that like really knocked my socks off, like in a bad way. It was It was like super spicy. I like mustard, but I don't want it to like clear my sinuses you know I'm kind of a weenie I don't know uh so she also picks up some English water crackers both light and dark and I think the dark crackers had like fig in it or it was like fig flavored um 
And speaking of fig, she picks up some fig jam. So we got fig balls, fig jam, and fig crackers. It's uh, it's a fig party, really. Uh, and the last thing she picks up is a baguette, and she is off to the Liebermans. So she pulls up to the Liebermans' house. Again, it's so picturesque. There's, like, snow on the ground. It's just gorgeous. So Barbara screams, Ina, from the front door. Bobby is there, too. I, I don't know... I don't know Bobby. I feel like Bobby is like half asleep. You know what I mean? I feel like he's a nice old man, but he might have a rivalry with Ina. We're going to get into that later because I have I have some theories here. So more on that um, in a bit. And uh, Hugo, who is Bobby and Barbara's dog, is there too. He looks like a, I feel like he looks like a golden doodle or something. I, I didn't pay much attention to him. I think I was like looking down and taking notes, but um you know, Ina gives him a pat on the head, but I feel like she really doesn't love dogs too much. So anyway, uh, they all grab a bag and head inside. And Ina and Barbara cheers with a glass of red wine. And Ina shows her how to arrange the ham and cheese board. It's sort of like a little, you know, masterclass here. So she takes the fresh goat cheese and puts it in a canning jar because it's really soft. And she tells Barbara she had an idea to drizzle it with olive oil and then chop up fresh basil to put on crackers. Uh, which sounds lovely. I love that idea. So she next, Ina opens up these fig balls. Let's talk about these. So they are figs that have been wrapped in fig leaves and then baked. Yes, please. I want. I want all of that. So when and it is like a ball. It's probably the size of like a softball or a baseball. And so when you, I guess I think I feel like she cut it in half, and then you just kind of peel these like beautifully. I don't know, uh, baked figs. I mean, it just looks so good. Um, so I'm into that. I need to find some fig balls while I'm in New Hampshire here. Um, Ina asks Barbara to chop up the basil. And she is, <laughs> I mean, no shade to Barbara. She's doing the best that she can too. But I, I feel like Ina should have helped her out here. Barbara is using the like the biggest serrated, it's a bread knife. It's like a huge serrated bread knife to chop basil. It is truly wild. I don't know why Ina didn't say, like, you could probably use, like, a, a different knife for that, <laughs> Babs. I, I don't know why. And my parents do that, too. I don't know why. I was at, I think it was, like, a Thanksgiving, and I wanted to chop, like, an onion. And I just wanted, like, a regular, you know, like, a big sort of, you know, not a big honking butcher knife, but, you know, like, a big enough knife to chop the onion. And my dad handed me, like, this medium-sized serrated knife. And I was like... I feel like those are only used for like bread or I like a serrated knife when I'm cutting tomatoes, to be honest. Uh, but maybe I'm wrong. I mean, a knife is a knife at the end of the day. I'm just being, you know, I'm just trying to give Barbara some shit. Um, anyway, so the rest of the ham and cheese plate comes together. And Ina says, I think they say this in unison, like this whole sentence, Barbara and Ina say this, we're missing two things. And then in unison, they say, Bobby and Jeffrey. And I feel like this is just something that they always say, because like the boys go off and do their thing. And then, you know, the gals do their thing. But Jeffrey isn't here yet. So speaking of Jeffrey, uh, cut to him arriving. And Bobby gives him a hug, which I love. I love when, like, grown men hug. I feel we need to normalize that. It took, like, for, like, really my entire adult life, I never hugged my dad or my brother until I started dating Keon, which was, like, six years ago at this point, too. I just, like, it was never part of the, 
I don't know, exchange when we would see each other. It was always like a handshake, which is just so, I just feel like it's, I feel like if you're a man, you're either going to give a handshake or a hug. I'm fine with a handshake, but I love a hug. And I just love that um, Bobby hugged Jeffrey. I, th- I thought that was really special. Um, where am I? I lost my place in my notes here. Jeffrey walks in. Ina says, hi, sweetie pie. And it's really cute. And, and Jeffrey looks at all the food and, you know, his classic line, is this all for me? And they all sit down and Jeffrey adds, you know, he's, he's, he's still got some jokes here. He's like, what are you guys going to eat? And everyone laughs. And then, you know, to top it all off, Jeffrey says, this is the best soup I've ever had. And I've had a lot of soups that you've made. And Ina's like, you'll say that all the time. And then they all, you know, cheers. And Barbara wishes everyone a happy holiday. It's a nice little button um, at the end of that scene. So... Now we get like a preview of like the second menu for the Christmas Eve lunch with the Liebermans at Ina's house back in East, back in East Hampton. But we're not quite back in East Hampton. This is just sort of like a coming up. And then she tells us the menu. But some of it I mentioned before. But um, I think the new thing to add to the list is a succulent slow roasted spiced pork. And for dessert, uh, gingerbread shortbread in the shape of snowflakes and stars. Lovely. And um, yeah, more on that later because she's not making that right now. But um, anyway, back to the Berkshires. We get some B-roll footage of Bobby tending to the horses and alpacas? Question mark. I I need to know more about this. It literally like I don't know the difference between llamas and alpacas because I've just never put any thought into it. Either way, it was so jarring. I see like a horse being like taken out of the barn by Bobby. And then all of a sudden I see like an alpaca like trotting through the snow looking (laughs) like frankly as confused as I was when I first saw this clip. I I feel like the alpaca was like, what am I doing here? Like, I don't belong in this climate. I don't know. But um, an alpaca or a llama is a permanent resident at the Lieberman's farm. And I, I need to know what that maybe they have Instagram. I should like look that up. But either way, um. It's it's like early in the morning. We cut the Jeffrey who is wheeling a like a Rubbermaid wheelbarrow full of hay, and we found we find out that this is the uh, the horse's breakfast. Um, but you know, Ina can't be bothered by being out in the cold and feeding animals, so she uh, she gets to have her version of a holiday treat by learning how to make holiday French toast at the Southfield store. Um, so she meets up with a gal named Amanda, and back in the kitchen at the Southfield store. Uh, and Amanda starts with the compote for the French toast, which is cranberries, orange juice, sugar, orange zest, and lots of chopped apples. And Amanda is friendly, but she's all business. It's like Ina's asking her questions and she's kind of, Amanda is like kind of on like autopilot here. Again, I would probably be a wreck as well too, but like, I feel like Ina's giving her some good stuff. She's like asking questions, but... Anyway, uh, Amanda puts Ina to work. Um, Ina is tasked to whisk some eggs, heavy cream, and then some cinnamon, nutmeg, orange zest, and sugar. And (laughs) as she's mixing it, Ina starts to, like, choke on the fumes of the cinnamon. But she's a pro. Ina says, wow. (laughs) She's, like, coughing as she says it. She's like, you can really smell the cinnamon. She's like, isn't that great? And then she, like, throws up over the counter off camera. Um... But it it was funny to me. Uh, so she's uh, what what happened next here? Sorry, I lost my train of thought. 
and my notes. Okay, the last two ingredients uh, is some orange zest and some vanilla. Um, did I say that already? I don't know. Either way, um, they soak four pieces of challah and then cook it in some clarified butter on the stove. And they plate up the French toast. And Ina says, <laughs> she's like, it's so important the way things are plated. If you just pile them up on the plate, it looks like a pile of rocks. I just love those lines. I love anytime she says the word rocks or dog food or dog's breakfast. She's like, sometimes when you do this, it's going to look like a dog's breakfast. But I do love the way she says rocks. It just makes it, it tickles me. Um, and Amanda, of course, does not laugh at this. She's not, I feel like she's not fully appreciating, like, the banter that Ina's trying to give her. Um, she, as soon as, when, she, when Ina finishes the line about, um, it looks like a pile of rocks, Amanda just replies immediately with, um, do you want to put the compote on? <laughs> and Ina's like, uh, yeah, sure. So Ina spoons the compote over the top. It looks so good. Uh, it's finished with a dollop of roasted pecan butter and a maple syrup reduction. Yes, please. Um, so Ina thanks Amanda and then walks out to her car to meet Jeffrey on the streets to discuss the plan. And Ina says there are two things we have to do. And so they have to get candy and cookies for hot chocolate. And Jeffrey's like, great, how about I do the candy? And Ina says, well, actually, I think I'm going to do that. Is that all right? And Jeffrey's like, and Jeffrey's like, well, what am I going to do? And she says, well, you're going to help with dinner because I've got a treat for you. You're going to go to Guido's and you're going to learn how to make fresh pasta. And Jeffrey's eyes like bulge out of his head like a cartoon. He's like, you mean I'm making dinner? Is there a plan B? And they both kind of laugh. And Ina shoos Jeffrey away and tells us that um, Barbara's daughter, Kristen, her husband, Charlie, and their two adorable children are coming this afternoon. So Ina is planning a walk through the woods to go to a cabin and have hot chocolate. I don't know where this cabin is. And I, I, and I wrote that sentence down verbatim. She's like, we're going to go walk through the woods to go to a cabin and have hot chocolate. Um, I don't know. I don't know if it belongs to the Liebermans. These details don't matter. I'm just curious. Um, and Ina thought, so to continue with her hot chocolate plan, she thought it would be uh, fun to maybe pick up a few more treats for the kids in addition to hot chocolate. So she is at Robin's Candy Store, and she picks up a bucket. Um, and she's like, I can fill this in no time. And then she turns around and just you know, starts filling up the bucket. Um, and this, these next two segments, there is a lot of back and forth here because now Jeffrey is at Guido's making pasta. And then we cut back to Ina, um, who is now putting candy canes in the bucket, uh, who, which basically are going to be like the stirrers for the hot chocolate. Candy canes always look great with hot chocolate. I'm personally not a fan of mint and chocolate. I know it's crazy. Or in this case, like peppermint with the candy canes. Um, but I know everyone else loves it. And I um, I support you all. But Ina says, oh, the next thing she says, okay, I'm ready to get serious. And then she, the first thing she picks up is pecan and turtle caramel turtles. She says, yes. And then coconut snowballs and maple pecan brittle. Uh, all that stuff sounds great. I, I, feel, I feel like I've said this before. I'd rather just have a coffee. If I'm going to eat, I can't like drink something sweet and eat something sweet. I have to have like one or the other. I'd probably like forego the hot chocolate. No, I'd have the hot chocolate. I mean, 
under the right circumstances, I will probably end up eating all of this. But I just feel like as I get older, I can't do as much sweet things, which is, for lack of a better word, just sad. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so Ina is wrapping up, or she's not quite done at the candy store, but she does say, the kids are going to love this. Hmm, the kids. And she gives like a little like wink because, you know, adults love candy too. Um, so we're back at Guido's. Jeffrey and the gentleman who is showing him how to make pasta. I didn't grab his name. He looks Italian. Let's just call him uh, Tony. Tony's a good Italian name, right? Um, so Tony shows Jeffrey how to mix the ingredients in the hopper, which is, you know, just like a big industrialized, industrialized, industry sized. What am I trying to say? Industrialized machine. For some reason, that sounds wrong. What word am I trying to say? Maybe that's the right one. It's a big machine, is what I'm saying. Uh, and Tony puts 22 pounds of semolina flour into it, seven pounds of water, industrial sized. I, have, I keep going back to that. Sorry. Anyway, then um, he dumps some safflower oil into it. it. He just basically counts to three as he pours it. And then a handful of kosher salt. And that's it. I mean, pasta really is incredibly easy to make. So we cut back to Ina for a second. She's checking out at the register. She picks up a couple of uh, tiny gingerbread houses, and that's it. And then we're back to Guido's with Jeffrey and Tony. And next up is the compression stage of the process that basically turns the pasta into like a huge, like eight foot sheet. Um, and once it's on the table, uh, Tony sprinkles some sem- semolina flour in between each of the uh, sheets so they don't stick. And then Tony asks Jeffrey to do a very, like, kindergarten level cutting process. <laughs> and Jeffrey tells him, he's like, I'll have you know, when I was taking shop in school, I was banned after a while. I can only imagine the mayhem of Jeffrey and, like, wood shop or metal shop. I, I just feel like he, I, I want to know everything that Jeffrey has done. Like, from running over the laptop in the driveway to bringing home the wrong fruit. I, I, I just need... I need to know it all. Um, but Tony, you know, he's a good sport. He's like, well, I see you still have all your digits, though. And Jeffrey successfully cuts the pasta with the biggest knife I've ever seen. I, in a way, I, I was like, Tony, maybe you, maybe we need to start off with a smaller knife here. Uh, but, you know, Tonity's on, <laughs> Tonity. I was going to say Tony and monitoring, and it came out Tonity, or whatever I just said. Anyway, Tony is monitoring it, so Jeffrey doesn't chop his fingers off. So, uh, what's next? Oh, it's cookie time at Mountain Bakery with Ina and uh, Richard, who's behind the counter. So she needs some cookies, and Richard suggests some ginger molasses and oatmeal pecan. Pecan. <laughs> I was gonna say, I don't know how to say pecan. I think I'm gonna say pecan because I think pecan or pecan. I don't know. Pecan pie. I think my brain is shutting down slowly, so I'm just going to move on for it. from it. Oatmeal pecan pie. Oatmeal pecan cookies. Okay. Anyway, they look so good. Ina cannot choose, so she orders four of each. And then we're back at Guido's. Tony explains that the next step is cutting the noodles. Because um, Jeffrey wasn't cutting the noodles. Basically, he was just like, there's like, it was like this 12 inch by 12 inch like thing. 
I, th- I don't think Jeffrey cut the actual noodle. Oh, yeah. Well, they don't cut it because they start, basically, they put it through this machine that cuts the pasta into fettuccine. And Jeffrey says, I must say, this is like a miracle. It's really cute. Um, and Jeffrey says, Ina isn't going to believe this. Um, <laughs> I don't know why. Jeffrey was just, I, I don't know. I picture him like having a chef's hat on during this whole time, too. I don't know if he did, but um, in my mind, he did. So... I think that's all of like, uh, Jeffrey's done making pasta, Ina's done grabbing everything for the hot chocolate in the cabin, um, and everyone is back at the Lieberman's, and Ina is the kitchen by herself, and she's starting, uh, she's making the hot chocolate, so she starts by heating up some milk and half and half in a saucepan, and she also whips up some whipped cream. They don't show that, but, you know, we all know how to make whipped cream by this, by, by now, so it's, it's fine. Um... Meanwhile, Bobby and Barbara are at this mysterious cabin. Again, I don't know where it is. Maybe it's in their backyard, for all we know. But Bobby starts the fire while Barbara gets the blankets. So they're kind of, you know, getting everything ready, I guess. And uh, back at the house, Ina smashes up some candy canes in a Ziploc bag and adds four ounces of semi-sweet chocolate and four ounces of bittersweet chocolate to the cream that's on the stove. And uh, followed by some really good cocoa powder it looks like one tablespoon of sugar a teaspoon of vanilla and the secret ingredient espresso powder this sounds like an amazing hot chocolate i want to make this i think i might make this in new hampshire because keon's keon's dad specifically loves hot chocolate i don't know if keon can drink it because he'll like explode because there's so much cream in it but i think this would be a fun sort of cozy treat for everyone so i'm gonna take this one with me i'll, I'll report back um where okay so now we're at the cabin and barbara's uh i wrote barbara's grandmas <laughs> are having a snowball fight i meant to write barbara's grandkids uh <laughs> just pictured like a grandma snowball fight in the berkshires it's gonna get ugly uh anyway so jeffrey and ina are like walking up to the cabin and it's this whole segment is ridiculous but like really cute and funny at the same time so jeffrey jeffrey immediately starts like throwing snowballs it's really cute and ina picks up some snow but she (laughs) she doesn't bother putting it into a ball she just kind of like throws powder at the kids it like it's fun it's like a five second clip um and to be fair she was holding a bag in her hand so she couldn't really you know maneuver her hands into you know the snowball form uh, so they, they go inside, and hot chocolate is served. She puts a candy cane in as, as the stirrer, and then uh, some whipped cream on top, and some candy cane, crushed candy cane bits on top of that. Again, not my thing. I would totally pass on all of the candy cane stuff. I would just want the whipped cream and maybe, like, I don't know, some chocolate shavings on top. I think that espresso powder probably, ugh, I can't wait to try this. I just feel like it's so good. Why ruin it with a candy cane? <laughs> but again... I know people love that shit, so it's fine. I would just, I would just not want it. Uh, so Ina reveals the cookies and the candy, and everyone cheers. It's very uh, cozy and cute. Um, it seems like a nice time. So next, we cut to this is after the hot chocolate in the cabin. They're back at the Lieberman's house. The kids are being put to bed. Uh, Jeffrey and Barbara are playing cards. Ina's in the kitchen chopping mushrooms. And Bobby is peeling, I mean, if anyone watches this episode, I need someone to tell me what Bobby's peeling because it looks like a potato, but he's 
right in front of like the bar, like all the liquor. So I have no idea what he's up to. And I thought maybe it was a fruit that I just didn't know about. I have no idea. So Ina joins him, Bobby that is, and asks him what a Tegroni is. And it's basically a Negroni with tequila, which is a cute, uh, you know, spin. So it's equal parts uh, Cinzano Campari and tequila. And as Bobby's measuring out the Tegronis, Ina recalls the time when <laughs> Bobby introduced Jeffrey to Negronis at a restaurant. And Ina says, he got so trashed. I had to load him into the car and drive him home. It was so cute. <laughs> it's like, that sounds like a nightmare. I mean, I, I don't, I feel like Jeffrey's a lightweight. I feel like Ina is too. Um, especially since Negronis are pretty strong to begin with. I've never had one, but they seem strong. Um... So Bobby continues to make the Tegroni. He adds the tequila, which normally in a Negroni, it's made with gin. And Ina is helping him. And she says, see, I take direction well. And then she turns to the camera and says, Bobby thinks I always take over when I cook. And I'm just like, I love the passive aggressive, like aside to the camera, like us as the viewers about this possible Bobby versus Ina rivalry. I'm just fascinated by it. And Bobby doesn't like... He doesn't really smile or not smile like when Ina says that. I just thought it was funny. But again, Bobby's just kind of, I feel like he's, he's in his own little world anyway. Um, so the drinks are made and then um, like Bobby and Ina kind of cheers. And then Barbara and Jeffrey say, hey, wait a minute, I want a cocktail. And they, so they all walk over and Ina hands Jeffrey her Tegroni, and um, he takes a sip, and then he, like, pretends to pass out on Ina's shoulder, <laughs> shoulder, and Ina says, okay, enough of this. I gotta make some pasta, and Jeffrey said, you better not mess up my pasta. You're already drunk, and Ina says, I am drunk, and then she just laughs. <laughs> Smash cut to Ina in the kitchen. She doesn't seem drunk at all in this scene, but um, I feel after one or two sips of that Tegroni, she is, she's on her way. Uh, so next, Ina makes quite possibly the most delicious pasta I've ever seen in my life. I want this so bad. So she's using, uh, as we said before, the pasta with white, uh, no, the pasta that Jeffrey made, but she's making, essentially this is fettuccine Alfredo, but like with white truffle butter as well. Oh, it's just, it's so good. So she starts by sauteing some cremini mushrooms and some butter and olive oil, which I'm a fan of that. Like I, I go back and forth with mushrooms, but I love them in things like I, and especially cremini mushrooms. I just feel like they're better. I don't know. Um, so while the, the cremini mushrooms are doing their thing, Ina starts with the sauce, which is heavy cream, salt and pepper, and then two containers of white truffle butter, which I feel like I don't know. I feel like white truffle butter is like $30 for like four ounces. Um, but I've never bought it. So there's that. Uh, and next, it's time to cook Jeffrey's pasta. Uh, she puts it in and then goes back to the mushrooms. She's got a lot of things going on. She's got the noodles. She's got the the mushrooms and, and the sauce. And she, <laughs> Ina says, she's like, it's like a one man song and dance band over here. And she's, you know, she's having a good time. Maybe she is a little buzzed. And next, she drains the pasta and then puts it into the cream sauce. Oh my gosh, it just looks so good. Um, she adds some chives to it and then tosses it around. And then finally, she puts the mushrooms on and gives it another toss and then tops it off with some fresh Parmesan cheese. Ugh. I mean, it's so decadent. I would, I would need a nap like instantly. 
it just so it looks so good um so dinner is served they all have some white wine and um Kristen and Charlie who uh Kristen is Barbara and Bobby's daughter as I mentioned before they they come in I feel like they just put the kids to sleep and as soon as they walk in the room everyone like screams I don't know how these kids are sleeping. If I was Kristen and Charlie, I would say, shut the fuck up. We just put the kids to sleep. Um, But I feel like everyone's like good and drunk. So maybe, I mean, the house is big enough that I feel like the kids can't hear them, I guess. But um, I would be mindful of that. So anyway, I feel like Jeffrey is good and buzzed in this segment because he's boasting about his pasta journey. He says he woke up at the crack of dawn to make this pasta and... uh, to kind of, you know, uh, what's the word? To, I guess raz Jeffrey a little bit. Bobby says, hey, Jeffrey, how long do you cook fresh pasta? And Jeffrey's like, well, you cook it until it's done. And then everyone laughs. Uh, but it's a good it's a good answer. I, I, I laughed at that. Um, so I think that's the end of that scene. Yeah, so next up, Ina stops uh, at the meat shop to get some pork. I think this is like on the way home from the uh, the Berkshires. She asks, uh, this is, the gentleman's name is Jeremy, for a seven to nine pound pork butt with a little bit of fat on it. And I feel like the pork butt that he gave her was like 10 to 15 pounds. Like, it's huge. But anyway, um, th- another stop they make is at Soco Ice Cream, S-O-C-O. And she says, my two favorite things, Jeffrey and ice cream, which I thought was very sweet. Uh, and then there's a gentleman named Denny behind the counter, and he says that they're, oh no, Ina says that they're looking for three holiday flavors. So they choose rum raisin, which is, I feel like Ina just really loves rum raisin. I just feel like it's one of her favorite flavor profiles. Um, so they get rum raisin ice cream, gingerbread, and pumpkin. I'm all for the gingerbread and pumpkin. That sounds delicious. And this ice cream... Oh my God, it looks so good. It almost looks like gelato, like the way that it's sort of presented, you know, like when you go or you get gelato, it's like in those little troughs and you can like see it through the glass. Um, It looks so good. Jeffrey order. And then Ina's like, I think we need some for the car ride home, don't you think? And so they order like two small cups. Um, So Jeffrey orders espresso cookie and Ina orders salted caramel. I would definitely go for the espresso cookie. I think Jeffrey has the right idea. Um, and then finally, we're back in the Hamptons at long last. It's really starting to feel like Christmas once you're home, I feel. Uh, so Ina brings out the marinated pork butt. It is enough, like I said, to feed about like 40 people. I don't know why it, she had a piece that big for four people. Like it's just Ina, Jeffrey, Barbara, and Bobby. Anyway, leftovers, I guess. Uh, so she shows us how to make the rub for the pork butt, which is uh, she puts garlic, onion, a seeded jalapeno, some fresh oregano into the food processor, and then gives it a whirl. And then she adds cumin uh, or I don't know what, cumin or cumin. Ugh, I don't know. Here we go again. Uh, I'm going to say cumin, chili powder, salt, pepper, and mixes that up. And then she pours in some apple cider vinegar and then some good olive oil. And then she just kind of like slathers it on the pork. And I I don't know how long she said she let it marinate, but I'm, you know, a few hours to overnight is usually the rule of thumb, right? So she puts the pork into a roasting pan and pours almost a whole bottle of white wine in the base of the pan. I was surprised by that, but I, I, and she covers it with foil. And I guess that's like the wine keeps the meat like moist, I guess. So she said she's going to cook it for two hours with the foil 
and then remove the foil and cook it for another four hours uncovered. And then Ina reveals that Michael of Bridgehampton florist, uh, Michael the Christmas elf, we'll call him, snuck into her house the day before they came back to set the table. How sweet is that, says Ina. Uh, and then we get to see Michael walk us through the process of his tablescape or, you know, table decorating, I guess. So he starts with a circular table in Ina's library and he sets down a natural cloth for the base and then he sets down all the stemware and flatware and he uses these like really adorable Christmas pattern plates. It's like, I don't know. It's just like exactly what you think it would be. It's like holly and ivy and like red and green and like bells. It's really, it's really cute. Um, and then he sets down some red and green napkins uh, on top of the, uh, and on top of the napkins, he puts a pine cone, which are really cute. Uh, and the centerpieces have berries, pine cones, and evergreens. There's three of them. It just really, it's, um, you know, as Barbara said earlier, it's simple but elegant. Or what what does she say? Simple but cozy? I don't know what the adjective she used. But anyway, um, so that's that. And we're back to Ina in the kitchen. It's time to take the foil off and let the roast or let the pork butt roast for another four hours. And while that's continuing to cook, she is ready to make the gingerbread shortbread. Gingerbread shortbread? <laughs> uh, shortbread, ginger shortbread cookies. Wow. Um, she uh, starts with three sticks of butter, a cup of sugar, some vanilla extract, and some, uh, a couple teaspoons of water, which I found interesting. And then the dry ingredients, flour, salt, all that good stuff. And then she puts three quarters of a cup of minced crystallized ginger. And I think this sounds good. I, I kind of go, I like ginger, but I don't want it to like burn my mouth. You know what I mean? I don't know. I feel like there's like a fine line. I like a little bit of heat. I don't mind that at all. And I love a ginger snap. It's like one of the few cookie, like few hard cookies that I really love. I mean, I like a ginger snap when it's like, uh, when it has a fudgy give, <laughs> but I also like a hard ginger snap. I think it reminds me of like my grandma Kachanov. She always used to have them and I, I really like them a lot. Um, so once the dough is made, she uses a star shape and a snowflake shaped uh, cookie cutter and sprinkles a little bit of sugar on top before she throws it into the oven. And uh, while the cookies are baking, Ina takes out the pork and uh, she tells us that Barbara is bringing a kale salad with a lemon vinaigrette, which Ina says will go perfect with the pork. Uh, so this is the home stretch here. This is like uh, Ina is preparing the desserts. She takes uh, the cookies out. They look great. And then she does uh, like this pre-scooping of the ice cream from the Berkshires. She says that's a huge time saver and a great make-ahead idea. I would have never thought of that. So she basically she puts like a scoop of each ice cream into these like Sunday glasses, I guess, and then just puts them back into the freezer. I think that's a great idea. I would never have thought of that, um, especially if you have like a very, uh, you know, not, not a lot of people coming over. I think it's perfect. So she puts the cookies on a platter and then she takes the pork out of the oven it looks the pork looks crazy it looks like a 10 pound like burnt marshmallow at first <laughs> but then she cuts into it and it looks beautiful um and she garnishes uh, garnishes it with some slices of lime which i love to sprinkle over uh or to kind of squeeze over to cut the richness i think that's like i love that um so she brings the pork to the table and says i think it's time for lunch <laughs> 
<laughs> Jeffrey says, did somebody say lunch? He like appears out of thin air. I feel like he was like hiding in a bookshelf uh, in the library the whole time. Uh, so Bobby and Barbara arrive. Bobby and Jeffrey don't hug this time. Just a, just a handshake. I guess it was just, you know, it was a Berkshire hug, but not an East Hampton hug for Bobby and Jeffrey. Uh, Barbara gets her pork first and Jeffrey is throwing a fit but in a loving sort of jokey kind of way. Um, and Bobby, he's like half asleep here. He's like kind of participating and kind of not. Um, and Ina asks everyone what their favorite part of the Berkshires was. <laughs> and no one, no one really answers it. Maybe they did and they just edited it out or something. Um, so she, Ina just like, she answers her own question. She's like, well, I like the hot chocolate as, as my favorite part. And um, then Ina excuses herself to grab the dessert, and Barbara is just beside herself. I really do. I I love that she um, gushes over everything. Barbara, she's she's. Um, I'm warming up to Barbara. I guess after this episode, I think it was good to spend a holiday with her. Um, <laughs> Ina says, uh, "I have a suggestion. I think we should do this every year, and then we do the the thing where like." She points to people at the table table, and she's like, Bobby will do cocktails. Jeffrey will get the ice cream. And then she kind of pauses. And then Bobby chimes in for one last zinger. He says, cocktails and ice cream it is. Or cocktails and ice cream. Like, I love it. Or like, we'll just eat that. And everyone roars with laughter. Um, and that's the end. Ina says, happy holidays, everybody. And then they all sort of cheers and we fade out. Ugh. What an episode. That was a lot of stuff. It took me like, I feel like it took me like an hour and a half to take notes for this episode because there was a lot going on, but I had a great time. I hope that you did too. I am going to take Ina's lead here and wish everyone a safe and happy holiday. And thank you for listening. Uh, if you want to find the podcast on social media, you can find it on Instagram and Twitter at GoodVanillaPod. And you can also send me an email at goodvanillapod at gmail.com. Also, I made a group for The Good Vanilla on Facebook. Very easy to find. Just search The Good Vanilla. And if you are enjoying the podcast, please be sure to subscribe and leave a five-star rating and review. Or just tell another Barefoot Contessa fanatic. That also works, too. And if you want to know where to get more of me, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Nick Kachanov. And you can find me on my other podcast, The Best Supporting Podcast, where my co-host Colin Drucker and I talk about our favorite Best Supporting Actresses. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Happy holidays. Stay safe. And I'll see you next time.